0: All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of Exhibit AOK. okay uh, Harrison Cooper, myself, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Lara. How are you doing, Lara?
1: I'm all right, thanks. Been up for a, a couple hours because Finn likes to wake up around five. Uh, so we've already come and gone from the dog park today with, with Finn, and he decided he didn't want to leave, so he, he has this habit of picking up his own leash, and so he can't actually grab it because he's walking himself. But today he also grabbed his water bottle and his collapsible drinking bowl. So it was like two minutes of pandemonium chasing him around and then just basically shoving kibble in his mouth that so tasted better than the bottle. So that was the start of my day. So everything else is looking much smoother. Uh, what about yourself?
0: Yeah, doing well. Um, not a whole lot is new. Starting to rebuild our deck with the help of my father-in-law. There was a couple floor boards, uh, deck boards that were rotted. So we're trying to switch those out and get new ones in, and then we'll restain it. So that's what I've been busy with.
1: Oh, amazing. Uh, That sounds much more productive.
0: (laughs) Only slightly. All right. So without further ado, we are pleased to bring you this interview with Rick Hadley Crane. Exhibit AOK is uh, pleased to extend a warm welcome to our guest on this episode, Rick Hadley-Crane. Rick is the Director of Business Development at Lawler Therapy Support Services, and he supervises and manages a team of rehab support workers, or RSWs, as we will refer to them on this episode. I'll let Rick give a little bit of a background in terms of who he is, but uh, I'd like to turn it over to Laura to get the interview started.
1: Good morning, Rick. We're actually recording this podcast each of us separately from our our various homes, right at the outset of the day. So, what are you? Uh, what do you've lined up for today, either at work or outside of work?
2: Well, good morning. First of all, <laughs> so thanks for having me here. Um, so today is a very busy morning, uh, set with video meetings, all kinds of uh, Zoom, like we're using today, and be meeting with lots of clients. And uh, then hopefully, at the end of the day, do a little bit of uh, home renovations. That's been taking up a lot of my time. Oh, what are you working on? Ah, I've been lots of projects, actually. Uh, You know, I started painting the outside of the house and that's been hard because uh, climbing a ladder in Fear of Heights has been uh, a tough one for me. I've been hooking myself up with uh, one of those safety harnesses. And uh, so it's a little bit, you know, confidence is, is a little bit better than usual. Um, but I still don't like it and my wife gets nervous. she's holding the ladder every time. And uh, but I started using a paint sprayer and that has made a world of difference. First, I was using a paintbrush. Now the sprayer, it goes so quick. Uh, makes it easy, but now the problem is I'm looking around the house. I'm like, I'm like, what can I, what can I paint? Just
1: gonna paint spray.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm doing everything. It's like, it's just uh, I'm like
0: a man on a mission. You're painting the dog. You're just like, I've got to get my value out of the sprayer. or, or white dog is not going to be yellow.
2: I can't recommend it enough. I wish I bought one years ago because I've always been one of those people who do uh, renovations. I even built uh, a kid's play set for them, and I know right now they'll be on it for like, you know, one day. And then they're not gonna bother with it and again. You spend all that time, they're like, oh, I'll go on the swings. And then uh they don't bother. I I've got three kids and they were begging me to do it and exactly like I said, they've barely been on it. Maybe they'll come back to it. How what are the ages of your kids? Uh seven, nine, and eleven.
1: Nice. And um, so it are they they're still school age. I'm terrible at my own kids' age. They're
2: they're nine, eleven, and thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave that in
1: <laughs> no we're not editing that out rick
0: the, the, everyone's gonna know that you are not how old your kids
2: are
1: <laughs> you have the age span right it's just you know like a little we we're just two years off and right now i feel like during covid time is working a little bit differently and um, so your kids are all school age are you are you helping with distance learning or how's that going in the house
2: oh okay that's a challenge <laughs> um you know i, I if my te- like we have um you know the teachers not going to be happy with me <laughs> i'm going to say this right now but it's been very frustrating because there's i find there's been no support at least for my kids teachers so they're they're left to you know do everything on their own and you know they'll even have some google hangout meetings but i'll find out that day that oh in an hour from now they were having a class video meeting and um you know but other people i'll hear my sister-in-law you know, her her kids, they have a, a meeting every day. The teacher sets up a video meeting and spends a couple hours with the kids. And, um, you know, I think that's great. But um, I, I laugh when I, I listened to your last podcast with Eden Dale, and she said about the comment about, you know, um, I think it was earn or learn, she had said, so finding time <laughs> to uh, to help them. But that's what happens is that I don't have time to, my wife and I are busy. They're, they want help every couple of minutes. They're yelling, you know, for help. And then to be honest, it's been so long, since we've been in school and not remembering how to do a lot of the things, especially math-related questions, and um, I'm like googling things, trying to try not to look dumb in front of the kids. And I'm like, oh, just let me just look how to do something, and and you find you're spending most of your time trying to even learn how to uh, how to help them.
0: You're just trying to stay one lesson ahead. They're on algebra. You're like just trying to watch YouTube videos about how to stay one lesson ahead and teach them a couple concepts.
2: Exactly. I even heard that. You know, I've been listening to that. I couldn't believe that schools started up in Quebec. And then uh, I even heard that they, you um, a whole class, uh, almost everybody in the class had caught COVID. Uh, and then, you know, I, I'm thinking, oh, once, if they eventually go back to school in September, I mean, the kids, they're, they're dirty, disgusting creatures. They come home, <laughs> I'm being honest, they pass everything on during the constantly getting sick from them. And uh, I couldn't imagine if they went to school during COVID.
0: I hope for your sake that your kids aren't listening to this episode because you've already gotten their ages wrong and you just called them dirty, disgusting creatures.
1: <laughs> I think that was a comment on all children, in yeah. fairness. I didn't, I didn't take that as your specific children. It's just kids like to get into stuff.
2: <laughs> it's true. You ask any parent. Their kids are they are just full of diseases. <laughs> they don't wash their hands. They don't keep their distance.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I've seen places where people put like where there's patios that have pool noodles that you can wear a hat to make paint a buffer around you. I feel like kids could have like a a hula hoop system with suspenders and then just you can't get in each other's hula hoop. I'm picturing children that basically are shaped like the Kool-Aid man now and just everyone bumping down the hall.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're young. You can put them on a leash too. those little harnesses. I,
1: I had a leash when I was little. I was a bit of a runner. Um it was a wrist leash, like not one of those like fancy harnesses where it looks like a cute little backpack. I had a full out bungee cord leash on my hand. So, I mean, I, I, I recovered. It was okay.
0: You got to do what you got to do. The parents have to know their kid and if they think that a leash is necessary, hey, power to them.
1: Oh, it was a hundred percent necessary with me.
0: <laughs> so Rick, one of the, the things that you and I, we've actually given presentations on this before is technology. And I know that you are kind of on the forefront in terms of Adopting new technologies, so you yourself were probably well positioned to work remotely at the start of COVID. How has that transition been for you? But more importantly, how has it been for your team in the way that you can offer services to your your patients and your clients?
2: Yeah, actually, this lockdown has been uh, been huge for for someone like myself, who's a technology trainer. Um, you know, we st- our RSWs. I mean, they were still seeing a lot of our clients. You know, wearing the full PPEs and um, And, but it's difficult wearing, you know, wearing that for several hours, it gets, gets hot and um, especially when they have to wear a full, some of our, uh, like a full gown for some of our, um, RSWs. So we've been doing a lot of the remote sessions, like most people. Um, but you know, that's been very frustrating just from the beginning because just trying to get someone, everybody to agree on a platform, uh, you would work with different rehab people and they'll be like, okay, you can use zoom when, when you work with our client, but um, you can't, you, you know, you, they'll say you can't use a certain other kind of platform because it doesn't meet, meet the PIPA, uh, you know, compliances. Um, so we'll have them trained using zoom and then all of a sudden they'll switch over to something else. Cause another team says, Oh, you have to use this other video platform. So it'd be nice if the colleges had uh, you know, agreed on something that you know that everybody can use uh, but with going back to my technology program that's been been very busy because I'm constantly getting calls from my colleagues saying can you help me you know help uh, get set up get a client set up with using some kind of video platform um, and then even having uh, offering assistance because a lot of times our clients they don't have any kind of technology right now so I've been getting devices sent to my house uh, setting them up and then delivering to the to their home. But that was a challenge because sometimes some clients live several hours away and I'm thinking, okay, I have to drive all this time, especially early on when everything is right. locked down. I'm thinking, what if I have to go to the washroom? Like there was nothing open. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. drive me. So, you know, I'm going to be in the car for the next five hours. And uh, wow. it, it's, it wasn't fun.
1: I uh, I went up to Barrie last week uh, to go into the office and I commuted in from Toronto. And it was the same thing. I was on my way home and it's a shorter drive, but I was looking, I'm like, I'm going to have to stop at the en route. Like I had a large coffee. It's going to happen. And I realized that was the first public bathroom I had been in since March. Um, which actually was fine. Like all the, every other stall was closed off and it was very uh, loosely occupied, but it, it was a thing. I'm like, I'm actually going into an enclosed room right now for the first time in several months. The wild change.
0: It's weird how I, like I miss the feeling of just being able to not think about these things. It's weird now when you pass someone on the street, you're walking the dog and you have to think, oh, better give them a buffer. Like, it's just weird to have to think through every interaction that you have with someone. I just, it's, and it has changed the way that we all think. Even when I watch TV and I see people hugging and standing close, I'm like, you guys aren't practicing social distancing. What are you doing? Come on. It is shocking.
2: (laughs) Oh, my kids call, call people out all the time. They'll we'll be walking somewhere in those. They'll be like, they're not all in the same family. And it's it's embarrassing sometimes.
1: And um, so you guys are both outside of the GTA. And I understand that, you know, restrictions are are lifting up in a lot of areas as of Friday. So so Rick, how, what sort of plans do you have, or, or if any, about what life might look like on the weekend?
2: Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad that they're lifting some of the restrictions in my area. Like I moved to cottage country a couple years ago and, um, you know, I officially become one of those crazy locals because during, I was getting mad at people der- that were coming up to their cottage. <laughs> so, you know, counting the cars in the driveway, you know, talking to my neighbors, complaining about the owner-towners, and they're called them city-its all the time, <laughs> is what they're saying. <laughs> I even joined a Facebook group that was for locals, and I quickly learned that people, uh, you know, they have way too much time on their hands. They're just on there complaining about everyone. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they're like that before even COVID started. <laughs> so. Without to doubt. <laughs> and uh, but now you know, we were getting mad because people come up to the to the beach on the weekends and it and they're off limits. But, um, you know, now that and they would say for locals, they wouldn't let us. They would give us the bylaw officers during the week would be yelling at us not to go to the beach. But I heard that the beach is going to re, be reopening. So that shouldn't uh, be an issue.
0: It's nice that things are, are finally starting to move in the direction where things are heading back to normal as I've been watching my calendar, you know, there's been certain events that I've had booked over the last few months that I've just passed by without obviously anything happening. It just is a shame. You know, weddings, for example, what do you think about that, Rick?
2: Oh, I felt so bad for these couples that had their weddings planned so far in advance and then had to cancel them or hardly have anyone in attendance. Like they made the change now they can have a limit of 10 people, but I mean, come on, it's a wedding and you're only having 10 people go, um, you know, my wife and I, we even had our own wedding disaster. Uh, we missed our wedding. <laughs> so it was, uh, we were scheduled to get married back in um, you know, Mexico way back when 9-11 had happened. Um, oh, man. On the day that we were supposed to leave to go to Mexico, it was like two days before our wedding. And we wake up and we find out that the airline, Canada 3000, it was, um, went bankrupt. And all the flights were canceled. So it was, we were kind of panicking, thinking, how are we going to get down there to our wedding? And we had our in laws, were also on the same flight as us. Most of the wedding party had already gone down ahead of time. Yeah. But we called our travel agency. They're probably still not even around anymore. But uh, Thomas Cook, I got (laughs) a, they were like, they said, um, you know, not to worry. We're going to get you on another flight. And uh, we're waiting all day. And of course they can't find another flight. We start calling around uh, and nobody has any flights going down to Mexico. We went up to the, we even went to the airport and to the, all the different kiosks begging them. We're like, we're getting married in two days. We have to get down there and still nothing. So obviously my wife you know, devastated and, but we're like, we still have to get married. We already, you know, we're at this time we were together for seven years. We already had our rings engraved with the date uh, and we we said, okay, we've, we're going to get married anyway. So I I called around and luckily it was in the middle of November. So a lot of venues are available. Nobody's getting married in the middle of November in the Toronto area. So the old mill, they said they could take us. So of course we called in the second tier guests, the ones that weren't going to. uh, (laughs) Really?
0: You were like, Hey, we didn't invite you to our wedding, the one that we actually really planned, but can you come on short notice to this other thrown together wedding? Exactly. So hopefully they're not listening, but I'm sure
2: they know.
1: (laughs) I mean, the old mill is lovely. So that was, I mean, that was a win in and of itself. But did you have like beach, were you planning on wearing like a linen suit or like a seersucker short to the wedding that you then had to throw on some boots with? Or did you, did you have an outfit change in mind?
2: Actually, luckily we we did, not we were gonna wear you know a full suit on the beach, and uh, my wife had her full big wedding dress. So we actually looked like we were planning on getting married here. But it was crazy though, because we uh, you know we ended up having our reception here, just at my condo building. And but everybody who went uh, to our wedding, because a lot of them went down to Mexico ahead of time, it was already paid for in advance. So they went to our reception, and there were, okay. they were they sent us a fax, which is funny because faxes back then, right. and um, they're like, "Oh, we're having a great time at your at your reception. Wish you were here." And it was, it was crazy.
0: So by the time this episode airs, my um, I will have probably celebrated my one year anniversary with my wife. We got married on June fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, and during this coronavirus, we have just. Our hearts have gone out to the people who have had to cancel their weddings, but we just feel so lucky that that this is not us this year because it was, you know, a lot of time and effort and planning that went into having our wedding and it went off great and there was no issues or anything like that. But if if we had been in this boat, I don't know what we would have done. It definitely would have been a stressful time for us. So um, my heart does go out to those people who have had to cancel these large scale events.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: So Rick, I'm not a huge sports fan. Um, but I understand, you know, most human beings are. So, are you excited with for any of the sports starting up again soon? Are there any that you like watching and/or participating in?
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> hockey for sure. <laughs> so, um, and Harrison uh, knows this uh, because you know, we're on the same ball hockey team.
0: Oatley Vigman, World Ball Hockey Champions. Right on, and, and Connor as well, who who's from your office? Podcast and, producer extraordinaire. That's right. He's
1: sitting on mute right now, nodding his head in agreement.
2: Big
0: <laughs> grin on his face. He must be
2: going,
1: because
2: <laughs> our ball hockey's been uh, suspended and we're looking forward to that getting going. But um, I don't see that happening anytime soon. But with uh, and the NHL hockey, I'm excited to start watching that again. But you know, just before the lockdown, I was on a Toronto Make Believe strike because uh, ever since they had lost to Carolina. And then with that emergency background, the emergency goalie. Um, I've been so disappointed in that team. And I said to my wife, I'm not watching any more Leaf games. And I actually didn't until the lockdown. And uh, But now that it's you know I, I, it's been such a long delay without watching any hockey, it, when it starts up again, which is supposed to start soon, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I, I can't help myself.
0: They're going to have to play without fans in the stands, which will be a little bit weird for them. And you know for us on the Oatley-Vigman ball hockey team, I guess we will have to play without our, our hundreds of thousands of fans who usually come out to watch our games. So it'll be an adjustment, but I think we can overcome it and get used to it.
2: I heard they're just going to pick one venue and then just have all the games, the uh, hockey games played somewhere, and they'll, they're going to be separated from their family or different different things. But I don't think it would be in Canada because uh, apparently we have that 14-day four, quarantine when you enter our country. So they right. play, uh, they'll have to probably play at the games, so I'll play in the States we'll see how that unfolds. That'll be great.
1: So without hockey or any sports being on what have you been watching or how have you been occupying your time outside of work and distance learning with your kids?
2: Well I've always been someone who watches a ton of uh, renovation shows uh, addicted to HDTV and uh, you watch the shows and you think oh that looks easy and they always make it look easy, but it always ends up taking way longer to do, costs a lot more than you had anticipated. Uh, so I, I kind of got tired of watching the shows and I switched over to do, watching some other reality shows like 90 Day Fiance, I'm going to be embarrassed to say that. But uh, but it's one of those shows you're watching and you're like, this is so stupid. And then 20 hours go by and you're still watching it. And you're like, like, wow, I'm addicted to this show. Yeah. Uh, but then I started watching a lot of, uh, Gordon Ramsay and addicted to everything. You know, his kitchen nightmares, hell, Hell's Kitchen, hell, hell and Back, Hotel Hell, everything's word hell in it. And then my, I'm such a bad parent because my 11 year old daughter, um, she started watching it with me. At first, I kept saying, No, there's too much swearing. You can't watch this. And um, then she started kind of sneaking in and watching it. And then I'm just like, Okay, watch it with me. And we were even outside um, watching TV in the backyard last week. And I have a TV out there. And of course, we put on one of the, one of the shows and they're swearing constantly. I look in the corner of my eye, there's my neighbor, elderly woman looking over. And then of course, I gotta throw my daughter under the bus here. And I'm like, oh, Callie, what are you doing watching that? That's so inappropriate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, Rick, to be fair, she could be 15 and you just don't know how old she is.
2: That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. My wife listens to this. She's (laughs) going to run (laughs) away. Such a bad parent.
1: (laughs) Well, we won't ask you anything about your wife's birthday or when your anniversary is. We'll just gloss over all that.
2: (laughs) We actually all had our birthdays, all five of us in the family during the lockdown.
1: Oh, no way, mine is today. So, I mean, I'm in your boat with you as well.
2: (laughs) Hey, happy birthday, Laura. Yeah, happy
1: birthday. Thank you. I celebrated with a 5 a.m. wake up thanks to uh, Finnegan. Mm -hmm. So my birthday is extra long this year, which is something.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: And Rick, what did you do for your birthday or for any of the birthdays in your house?
2: Uh, well, for the adults, I mean, my wife and I, we didn't care we could, buy, but the kids <laughs> because <was yeah>. <laughs> all three of them, they were, you know, they wanted to be with their friends and stuff. And, and uh, so we just baked a cake with them. And because um, at first it was, you couldn't even get anything like that. It was none of the stores had a lot of the ingredients, uh, you know, to buy things. So, yeah and just kind of made do and made a special dinner for them.
0: Nice. Perfect. Well, Rick, thank you so much for spending some time with us here uh, this morning. Is there anything else, any other silver linings or anything you want to share with our listeners
2: here? Uh, no. Just uh, thank you for having me. And, you know, I, I'm, things are going to get back to normal soon. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing my family that I haven't been able to, uh, to see. There, a lot of them are near Ottawa and we're going to either go out there or they're going to come see us soon, now that they said that you can have up to 10 people. Right. In the so um, I think a lot of people are just going to look forward to seeing some people that they missed.
1: Yeah, some might even say that we're heading back to being A-OK.
2: Ooh. Yeah, nice.
1: I did it. Just dropped a pun at the end there.
2: That was smooth.
0: <laughs> All right, Rick, thanks again for coming on. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care.